The reminder, you are listening to the delayed broadcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show and interact with Mon and myself for the breakfast show, then simply go to faithfm.com.au and press play or use the TuneIn radio app. And I'm Lyle Southwell and... This is Mon Galash. And this is Encounter with God. Woohoo! But before we get into Encounter with God, we need to get into our clue. Did our quiz get answered? Yeah. Before me? Mm-hmm. That's against the rules. But the good news is... The quiz, I think we should disqualify the this The quiz person. continues because the person, Gloria, who's a legend, Ooh. has decided she didn't want the prize. Oh. So someone else can have the prize, which oh, means oh, the so quiz she, rolls she dona- on. She's donating the prize. She just wanted to call up and let you know, Lyle, that she knew it before you did. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Gloria. Congratulations. Um, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah. That's and the sound um, of yeah. Lyle being like, shoot, um, Lyle. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, let me continue this quiz. The prize is still out there. It's still up for grabs, folks. What number am I? Clue number three. The Feast of Tabernacles was celebrated this many days. Would you have gotten off that? Yeah, I would have been closer on that one. <laughs> Close, but still not. I would, have, I would have sat here. And, well, it's hard because now that Gloria answered the quiz, I actually picked up the answer as it was um, being answered on the telephone. Mm-hmm. And so I now know the answer. And so it's like, I think I would have got it from that. But would I have got it from that? I don't know whether I would have got it from that. I would have thought long and hard about that one. And I probably would have had a very, very good guess at that. But yeah, anyway. I'm sure. Look go. at the rest of the clues. Yeah, by the end of this quiz, I think everyone's going to know. <laughs> yeah, everyone's right. going to know it. Anyway, that it is still available. One eight hundred three two four eight four three. If you can figure out how long the Feast of Tabernacles went for, come on, there must be some feast day keepers out there that can answer this one. Um, then give us a call. One eight hundred three two four eight four three is the number to call, or text us on zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Mon, yeah. let's study our Bibles, and before we study our Bibles as part of the 20 million movement, let's remind everybody to be here on Friday night. Oh, yes, please. At Raymond Terrace. We yes, are at please. Raymond Terrace, and you can come and meet the, meet the radio show hosts, Lawson and the Double L team. We are doing the presentations on Friday night and on Saturday night. And on Tuesday nights, we're doing the Prophetic Code. It's been amazing. Uh, the people that have been here have just been super blessed by what they have heard and experienced. And so, yeah, that's all coming up. And not only that, Lyle, our Alpine giveaway is still happening. It's still happening. Give us a call. Register your details with us if you would like to be in the George to win an Alpine holiday. Uh, this is at the Jindabyne Village up in um, the beautiful, Jindabine. beautiful mountain region down there in Jindabyne. and South uh, of Canberra. Okay, all right. I can't remember. Anyway, it's beautiful. It's absolutely gorgeous region. Um, at the Alpine uh, Lodge there, the Adventist Lodge, uh, has kindly donated um, two lots of accommodation so you can stay there for free. Uh, all you have to do is give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM, and just say, do you know what? I want my hat in the my name in the hat. And uh, we'll write down your details. We'll stick it in the hat. And at the end of the show, on our final day, we will draw out the winner. Whose hat are we using? Uh, probably not you because you've got fleas, don't you? Isn't that why you're always itching? No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Um, I, 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 I guess I could bring a hat. Oh, I'll bring one of my hats that I got in Ethiopia. You got an Ethiopian hat? I got two. Two, two Ethiopian I hats. I might even have three. No, no, two. You know how they were always selling those woven straw hats everywhere you yes. walked? Well, that day we went down to the river and had a look at the hippos. Oh, and they really did have fleas in them too. Yeah, I, I've cleaned mine. I, to be honest, I haven't actually worn them yet. I bought them for wall-hanging purposes, not for head-wearing purposes. Do you think you got the fleas from the hats or from the monkeys? 
First of all, I didn't get fleas on. Let me just clarify that. There's no fleas on this gal, all right? <laughs> I have had fleas in the past, <laughs> but it was not this occasion. Um, but yeah, and uh, and um, yeah, so and they had like pink woven through them. Maybe I'll bring in one of those. They're really, really nice. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And they're big. Yeah. Put lots of names in there. Yes. Give yeah. us a call right now. 1-800-324-843 or text us your details on 0491-064-669 or contact us on Facebook or email or any other way you want to contact us, but those are the best ways. And uh, we'll put your name in the draw for a holiday down at Jindabyne. I now want to tell my flea story. I love telling my flea story. Okay. So one time I got fleas. Is there, a, is there a, a spiritual, is there, is there an object lesson that we can learn from this yes, story? Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay, so you could legitimately share this as a children's story. Uh, yeah, I reckon I could actually. Without traumatizing children. Well, I don't know about that bit. But no, no. <laughs> so one time my friend and I, we were house-sitting for these people and, the, and these people actually had a, a flea contamination issue and we didn't realize. And so we got fleas all in our stuff. Like in my suitcase and in my clothes and everything, and the reason I like telling this story is because I like um, I like how it 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 it, uh, it exemplifies how good of a friend you and producer Shell are to me. Um, because I remember calling you guys up and being like, Lyle, Shell, I've got fleas, <laughs> and uh, instead of being like, well, stay away from our house, you guys actually said, come over, we'll deal with it together. Yes, and we, we um, sprayed you. Yeah. And your stuff. <laughs> took me out in the yard. And your room. And now nah, whipped me. With no, no, no. You took all my stuff and you put it in one room of your house and then you like you sealed the room and then you set up one it. of those bombs and then, yeah, helped me get rid of my fleas. And I just remember thinking, threw in a hand grenade. what kind of humans go, do you know what? Come on over. We've heard you got fleas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just sort of wondering about myself right now. <laughs> yeah. But this is like yesterday when talking about the plague and the Christians who like, you know, they waded into the, into the, into the death zone. And um, yeah, just a little bit of, I don't want to like blow hot air in your direction, but I just want to say like, you know, this is good Christian behavior. If someone you know has a need, even if it is something like fleas, try helping them out. Ah, praise the Lord. We've been there before. We had lice. Oh, you had lice. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, the nasty. most awful, awful, horrid bird lice. We had a, bird, a, a, a minor bird that nested in our roof and the bird lice came down through the light fixtures. Ooh. It was so disgusting. Yeek. I have never, and we just bombed that place. You have no idea how much we bombed that place. I went down to the to Bunnings and bought those insect bombs and said, this is big enough for one room. I'm like, yes, give me 10 for each room. <laughs> Wowzers. And uh, yes, <clears throat> the lice died. Amen. Never to be seen again. Amen. Let's go to Job chapter 1 and verse 8. Job chapter 1 and verse 8. The book that is called... Why do we call it Job? Instead of Job? Yeah. I don't know. I've always wondered that. I have never, ever figured out why we call it Job. And I feel bad. We need to talk to a Hebraist and find out why it's called Job rather than Job. That'd be good. Then why isn't there an E? G-O-B-E. Then we can call it Job. I feel bad any time like, someone is like, new in the church and they're trying to pronounce the names in the Bible and they get to Job and they're like, oh, that's an easy one. It's just Job. I can do this one. It's not like Ecclesiastes or something like that. And they're like, let's turn to the book of Job. And everyone's like, no, it's Job. And they're like, I feel Red bad the for them. I feel bad for the noobs who like... <laughs> if you've got noobs who are turning up to your church, be easy on them. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit of a, but yeah, don't, been, get, it, don't get them to read the story, the, the verse that has Mahershal al Hashbaz in it. Yeah, yeah. And it, it would be nice if we could actually explain to them why we say Job instead of Job. It would be, but I haven't got the faintest idea. Neither do I. Something to Google our next ad break. 
Anyway, I'm in the book of Job. Which which chapter am I supposed to be going to? Chapter one. Oh, cha- ooh. chapter one, right start at the beginning. Start at the beginning. Very good place to start. Indeed. Uh, and place? so we're going to talk about grace uh, within the church in the be- beginning ooh, of the book of Job. Yes, okay. Um, and go- God points to Job and his faithfulness to him as a demonstration of the goodness of God's ways and his dealings with fallen humanity. So mm-hmm. that's sort of uh, what we're going to be looking at as we read this verse. In fact, we probably should start for me in verse one. There once was a man named Job who lived in the land of Uz. He was blameless, a man of complete integrity. He feared God and stayed away from evil. He had seven sons and three daughters. He owned 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, uh, 500 teams of oxen, and 500 female donkeys. He also had many servants. He was, in fact, the richest person in the entire area. Okay, so this guy was um, in the transport business. Mm-hmm. If you've got donkeys, if you've got camels, and if you have teams of oxen, uh, clearly you are in transport. It was a, it was a truckie. Yeah, sheep, camels, world. oxen, donkeys. Yeah, he had sheep as well, so mm-hmm. he diversified. Mm-hmm. Uh, but most of what he has here are to, do, to deal with transport, and he's doing uh, heavy transport. So um, your oxen are what you use for heavy transport. Your camels are what you use for long-distance transport. And your donkeys are what you use for local transport. Okay. That's kind of how it works. So, yep, you know, yep. if it's, if it's um, you know, courier work within the city, you're using uh, donkeys. If you are shipping stuff, you know, um, internationally, you're using camels. And all of your heavy loads are being taken by oxen. Wow. Okay, that's really cool. I like how you put that. Yeah. I think all the truckies out there will relate to this. I was just thinking to myself, man, if I lived back then, I'd love to be like a camel driver. <laughs> oh, really? Go on big, long trips and deliver Across the stuff. desert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. International. Guaranteed travel. This is true. Yeah. This mm-hmm. is true. Yeah. This, now, now, I, now I see where you're going with this, and now I know <laughs> why it is that you would like to be a camel driver. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, not so much work in that field yeah. these days. <laughs> yeah, no. Anyway, so he was fabulously wealthy. The Bible says that he was a righteous man. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Okay, so he's fabulously wealthy. He's a righteous man. He's somebody who uh, truly um, serves God with his whole heart. Let's go down to verse 6. One day, the members of the heavenly court came to present themselves before the Lord, and the accuser, Satan, came with them. Okay, let's stop there for a moment before we go any further. You have the members of the heavenly court. Um, the Bible describes them as the sons of God. Mm-hmm. And so that's not the Son of God, Jesus Christ. It's not the us as the redeemed because we're still here on earth. Um, the Bible indicates that um, the other type of Son of God that, it, that there is is uh, you know the heads of the various races within the universe. So Adam, for instance, was called the son of God because he was created by God and he was the head of this of of, of humanity. And so, by rights, uh, when this gathering together of the in the courts of heaven takes place, it should have been uh, Adam who turned up there as a representative of planet Earth. You've got you know mm-hmm. the representatives of everybody else has turned up, and uh, Adam should have been there to represent this Earth. Why is he not there? Because he's not the leader. And in what condition is he in at this particular time? Pretty sure he's dead. Yeah, he's dead. Mm -hmm. Okay, so Adam is dead. And the reason that Adam is dead is because he basically sold out to Satan. That's right. And so who turns up there in his stead? 
Satan. Satan turns up in his dead, and Satan is making out like uh, he is uh, the ruler of this earth. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, oh, there's the there's the there's the seat for planet Earth. I'll go and sit there. Um, as if, but anyway. Um, so he goes there, and the Bible says in verse seven, the Lord said to Satan, "I'm going to read this in a KJV. Mm-hmm. It just sounds too good. Whence comest thou?" <laughs> Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth and from walking up and down in it. <laughs> you got to love the way. Yeah, okay. yeah. From going to and fro in the earth. So, so um, <clears throat> read that one for us, Mon, in the uh, modern translation for those who are not familiar with the KJV. Mine says, Where have you come from? The Lord asked Satan. Satan answered the Lord, I've been patrolling the earth, watching everything that's going on. Okay, so what you see taking place here is that Satan has turned up and he is, you know, God's like, like he's gate crashing. He's gate crashing. And so God's like, where do you come from? And Satan, I'm coming from planet Earth. I'm the one who's down there. I'm watching everything that goes on in it. I can give you a report on planet Earth. In fact, planet Earth is my dominion because planet Earth has chosen me. So I will come and I will represent planet Earth. You got everybody else's representative here. I'll be the representative of planet Earth. And so then God asks Satan an interesting question. Mm. And he says, have you considered my servant Job? Okay, while you've been wandering around down there on earth, have you, have you come across a fellow by the name of Job? You know, he's, he's a righteous man. He doesn't serve you. You're not his representative. You can't come up here and say that you are the representative of planet earth. Right. Because there's a guy down there named Job, and you don't represent everybody on earth. He follows me. And I'm here as his representative, not you. So your claim to be here in this court at this time is false. So this is a quite a confrontation that we have taking place in the courts of heaven right here, and there's actually a lot at stake because if you think about it, uh, you've got the representatives of the universe have gathered, gathered together, and as they travel back to the, wherever they came from within the universe, they are going to tell the story of what happened when Satan turned up at the general council. And whatever takes place there is going to reflect on the character of God. And so God points out his servant Job. Now, that was a bit of a risk, don't you think, Mon? Because you think about this. He is pointing out a human being. He is relying on a human being for his character to be vindicated in front of everybody in the universe. And human beings really don't have a great track record. (laughs) Not at all. Why do you think God was confident to do this? I guess he knew Job's heart. That's right. Mm-hmm. And this is, and, and, and in a subtle way, this is what God is doing. He's demonstrating that he can read the heart, he can read the mind, and that um, Satan, actually, you can't. Yeah. Uh, because, yes, I can rely on a human being, uh, weak and failing though they be, because I know exactly how they're going to react. Yeah. And guess what, Satan? You have no idea because you are not God. I think he's also confident because he knows that Job's power comes from God. Yeah. He's imbued with God's power. Yeah. That's right. Okay. <laughs> Did we read verse one, uh, verse 8 yet? Uh, nope. We've mentioned this before. Okay, let's read verse 8. Then the Lord asked Satan, Have you noticed my servant Job? He is the finest man in all the earth. He is blameless, a man of complete integrity. He fears God and stays away from evil. Yes, mine says he escheweth evil. Oh, he makes stew, does he? No. Oh, okay. He stays away from it. That's what oh. it means. But stays away is kind of lame compared to escheweth. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I like it. What was that word that you came up with the other day that we, we you, you were challenging yourself to use this week? Iconoclast. Iconoclast. Yes, you've mm-hmm. still got to use that on air, Mon. I still haven't burnt anything while. You don't have to burn it. You can smash it. Oh, okay. 
as long as it. It's, um, it's unlikely I'm going to be burning or smashing anything. I'm really not a violent person. <laughs> yeah, well, we could probably come up with some suggestions. <laughs> you could make something happen, huh? Yeah, we could come up with some suggestions. Okay, okay. Okay, verse 9. What, is, uh, what, what happens there? Satan replied to the Lord, Yes, but Job has good reason to fear God. You have always put a wall of protection around him and his home and his property. You have made him prosper in everything he does. Look how rich he is. But reach out and take everything away that he has, and he will surely curse you to your face. Okay, so none of what Satan has done right here is going, you know what? Um, God, your whole system of service from love is fake and is a fraud. Mm -hmm. Uh, The only reason that Job serves you is because you give him stuff and you're his sugar daddy. Mm-hmm. And the only reason he serves you is because he's a gold digger. Yeah. Uh, basically, Satan. What Satan does is he accuses Job. You think about this. He accuses Job of following the prosperity gospel. Yeah, that's right. Of being fake. Yep. And if you follow the prosperity gospel, then love actually isn't real. Mm. Love has been purchased by God. And yeah, so that, that sounds so grimy. That love oh, is purchased. And, and and the prosperity gospel is really, really grimy. Uh, but what should we expect? The Bible says at the end of time that religion will let everybody down. It will be the biggest letdown on the planet. Mm. We should expect religion to be letting us down. And that's what we're ha- what's happening in our world. And so many people are, you know, just really destroying their lives by <sighs> following preachers rather than following Jesus Christ. Yeah, amen. Anyway. Uh, continuing on from there, the Bible says, uh, well, basically, to cut a long story short, is that uh, Satan then comes down to this earth. You know, God lets Satan do it. Why, why do you think God lets Satan do this? You know, because cause God really loves Job. Yeah, he does. Why does he let Satan do this to and Job? This because is- Job comes down to this earth. He destroys all of Job's possessions. He kills all of his family. And then he gives Job the most painful disease that he can possibly come up with. This, I think this has been one that's been a curly question for a long time because people often look at the, the story of Job and be like, well, why did God allow that to happen? I think it's actually one of those stories where we, where we have the answer because the curtains have been mm, pulled back mm-hmm. and we actually see what's going on behind the scenes. And so in this particular circumstance, if God had, had turned around to Satan and said, you know what, Satan? I resent your presence here. You are not the representative of planet Earth. I don't care whether you think uh, Job serves me because I give him stuff or not. I don't care why you think Job serves me. I am God. You are Satan. So be gone. Mm -hmm. And Satan would have been gone. Mm -hmm. He would have been booted out right then and there. And he would not have been, because that's the power of God. If he had done so, what report would have been taken back by the representatives of the universe? God blitzes anyone who speaks against him. Exactly. Yeah. God is not a God of love. Mm-hmm. God will blitz fear. you if you speak against him. Uh, service from love would have disappeared in one move. People would have served God from fear rather than from love. Um, and Satan would have actually been fully justified. Yeah. They would have gone back and said, you know what? Satan came up and he said that, you know, d- 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 about God. And. He was actually right, as it turns out. Um, and so God takes a risky move. I mean, it was a risky move just to bring up the name of a human being. Mm. That's a risky move. Mm-hmm. 
But God takes another risky move right here, and God is like, um, okay, you can test Job. Yeah. And Satan comes back to this earth. And the, you can imagine um, that court scene right there in heaven, the council room of God, how keenly every single person there would have watched holding their breath yes, absolutely. to see what happens. Anyway, we're going to come back and talk more about this story in just a moment. But right now we're going to have uh, Rob Smith and Nikki Chiswell with the song Across the Streets. You're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88. From the heart of the Father comes the desire that all of the nations be saved from the lips of Messiah we have the promise behold I am with you always across the streets we will go we will go we will go to the people who have called this place their home Across the oceans we will fly, leaving worldly gain behind To hear the Saviour's praise away across the globe We will go We will go We are clothed with the Spirit Sent out to witness that Jesus has risen and reigns Fearful and trembling We go remembering The gospel is mighty to save Across the streets And we will go, we will go, we will go To the people who have called this place their home Across the oceans we will fly Leaving worldly gain behind To hear the Savior's praise awake Across the globe We will go Come, lift up your eyes The harvest fields are shining, shining The time has come, let us arise For heaven's judge is soon returning The time has come, lift up your eyes The harvest fields are shining, shining The time has come, let us arise For heaven's judge is soon returning We won't go People who have called this place their home Across the oceans we will fly Leaving worldly gain behind To hear the Saviour's praise awake Across the globe That was Rob Smith and Nikki Chiswell 
with Across the Streets. You're listening to Faith FM. We're talking about the story of Job and how God hangs his reputation on the actions of a human being. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty heavy story when you think about it. And we find that, you know, Satan comes down here and because he's got permission, he destroys all of Job's family, kills them all in one day. Yep. Horrific. Yeah, just the trauma from that would have been. He he destroys all of Job's possessions. Mm-hmm. Um, he he gives the worst possible disease imaginable to Job, and Job remains faithful to God. And because Job remains faithful to God, both when he has stuff and when he doesn't have stuff, it is a demonstration to the universe that human beings serve God because they love Him. Yeah, and that love is a real thing, and that Satan is a really, really horrible person. He's just mm-hmm. a terrible, and, and following Satan is a terrible, terrible idea. Yeah, and Satan loses this one epically. But let's think about Job for an instant, for for a moment. As he is going through this, does Job see the big picture? No, he doesn't. Does he understand what is going on? Not at all. He is a typical human being like you and I. Whenever there's something bad happens, we ask why. That's right. And Job is asking why, and there is no answer to why because he cannot see what is going on in the courts of heaven. If Job could see was what was happening in the courts of heaven, would he would he have had an understanding of what it was that was taking place? Yeah, absolutely. And he he would have seen that the stakes were incredibly high. People, you know, could this have, wasn't this wasn't God just stepping back and saying, "Hey, go and smash Job for fun." This was God stepping back because God had no other choice if he was going to maintain the allegiance of the universe. Satan could have argued that he would have had an unfair advantage if he'd known what was going on. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Oh, you went down there and warned him beforehand, and mm-hmm, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and he gave him a heads up and a head start. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. And so when you um. When you look at what Job is going through here, it's a, it's a horrific experience, but and we go through horrific experiences as well. Really, really terrible experiences as human beings. We ask why, and Job is one of the only places in the Bible where we are actually told why. And when we are told why, when it is revealed, we do find that God does have a plan. Yeah, that's right. And that if we knew the plan... As hard as it is and as painful painful as it is, we would not change that plan. That's right. We absolutely choose it. You know, and, and you think about Job, if he had to choose uh, between the... Okay, so this is, this is, the, this is the, the choice that Job would have had to make. Job would have had an option of choosing, um, okay, my family and my possessions mm. and my health. Mm-hmm. And in which case, the entire universe would be lost. Mm-hmm. Do you think it would have been tempting for him to choose his family? Yeah, 100%. Okay, but when he stopped and thought about it, and okay, I can choose my family, my possessions, and my health, the universe is lost. And if the universe is lost, he loses his family, his possessions, and his, and his health anyway. It's funny because if you kind of think about it, it's exactly the same situation that Adam found himself in. Adam still chose his family and then still lost it. That's right. Mm-hmm. And so he could have looked at the example of Adam and gone, you know what? I've seen people make this decision before. Mm-hmm. I've seen it turn out badly and I will make a different decision and I will sacrifice my family so that I can have my family. Mm, that's right. You know, it's a, that's a tough call. That is a really, really tough call. Um, 
but it is the right call. And I think so often we never look past, we never look beyond what is in front of us, and we never look to the big picture. And, you know, for myself, I can, I can sit here and say, you know, it was my family that was on the line. I can't say I would make the decision that Joe made. I would like to say I would. I've never been in that situation, hope never to be in that situation. But what a tough call. And praise God that he made the right decision because his right decision has resulted in the universe being saved. Mm-hmm. So what we find here is that, yeah, God does uh, rely on human beings. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 19. Human beings to vindicate his character. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 19. Way not far back enough. Goats eat paper continually. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians. And verse what, sorry? Chapter 2, verse 19. 19 says, So now you Gentiles who are no longer strangers and foreigners, you are citizens along with all of God's holy people. You are members of God's family. Okay. So what does the Bible, who does the Bible say that we are citizens of? God's family. Citizens of God's family. What does that, what kind of responsibility does that bring with it? What responsibility does citizenship bring? Oh, you have to like abide by the laws and yeah. Pay taxes. <laughs> how, how many countries are you a citizen of? Two. Two. Correct. And as a result of that, um, when you travel to other countries, mm-hmm. in a respect, in a sense, you are a representative of the two countries that you are a citizen of. Correct. Germany and Australia. Mm-hmm. Other countries are going to judge our country by the way you act. Yeah, that's true, eh? You're like, you're, like a, you're like an ambassador anytime you go anywhere. And you'll often go somewhere and be like, oh, yeah, we had some Aussies here. They were so amazing. You had that experience? Um, yeah, I've often had the opposite too. Yep. Australians don't have a good global yep. reputation as being... I've had both experiences, and mm-hmm. I think that's because a lot of my travel has involved with been involved with church work. Mm-hmm. And so you go somewhere where a team of Aussies has gone through and done charitable work or done you know evangelistic work, whatever it might be, and like, oh, man, we love Aussies so much. They're just the best. They came here. They had so much fun. They helped us out, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but then you go stay at the local backpackers, and they're like, Aussies are drunken and rowdy and <laughs> rude and disrespectful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I think that most kind of uh, backpacker environments tend to be a little <laughs> bit like that, regardless of where the the young people are coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, and but yeah, it's very true. You paint a picture of the country, and, and first impressions are lasting ones. Yeah, if no one's ever met anyone from Australia before, and you're the first Australian that they ever meet, and you are super friendly and happy and nice. They will have a super good impression about Australians because of you, even though there are lots of rat bags that live in Australia. Mm-hmm. The Bible says that we are citizens of heaven. Mm. That means that we have a responsibility so that when somebody meets us, they're like, yes, this person is a citizen of heaven, heaven and uh, we super, we really respect, uh, we, we like citizens of heaven. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's go to uh, chapter 3 and verse 10. Same book. Same book. Says, God's purpose in all this was to use the church to display his wisdom in its rich variety to all the unseen rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. Okay, so how does God's how is God's wisdom displayed here on this earth to the universe? Through us. And how does that happen through us? 
I'm reading this verse over again. Unseen rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. Yeah, it's a pretty cool verse. Yeah, unseen you know, you think rulers. About that, some people think, oh, you know, there's just earth and heaven. That's it. That's the only place. No, 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 no. The Bible says that there are rulers right throughout the cosmos, the universe. It's fun. Yeah, um, people we- people are always looking for uh, life on other planets. There's plenty of life life on other planets. The Bible makes that very very clear. And the church through their actions to display that that God's character, God's God's wisdom. Yes. Yeah. By following by following like following His instructions, and then showing what the result of that is. Yeah. Yep. Okay, and um, you know, in many respects, what that then makes us is we, we are a spectacle, the Bible says in the Old King James Version, a spectacle to the world and to angels and to men. We are on display to show the character of God and the work of God's grace. God uses us to show the universe what he's like. Jesus cares for me It seems too good to be
is a free community craft program for kids aged 1 to 5 designed to encourage growth and creativity through Bible stories. Join us each Tuesday during the school term from 9.30 till 11am at the Senior Citizens Hall, 401 Warburton Highway, Wandon North. For more information or to register, go to happyhandsart.com.au forward slash happyhearts or contact Patricia on 0425 854 516. That's 0425 854 516. Happy Hearts. Free fun for kids and the mess stays with us. (laughs) Is forgiveness or the lack of forgiveness eating away at you? A relationship breakdown, maybe. Long-term hurt, unresolved conflict. You know, it can be dealt with. If you want to break the cycle and start living a more forgiving life, Forgive to Live is a program designed to help us all improve our lives and be more forgiving. Don't let it eat away at you anymore. If you're keen to discover the power of forgiveness, why don't you take that first step and head to forgivetolive.org.au. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio.
plain. I wash my garments white in the blood of Calvary's Lamb. Jesus paid it all. Welcome back. That was Fernando Ortega with Jesus Paid It All here on Faith FM Radio. No, we, we, we still got a quiz out there. Yeah, yeah, dude. Still, still the what number am I one? And I think I actually forgot to give the clue in the last segment, so I'm going to give you two did. this time. All right. uh, what number am I? During the time of Joseph, Egypt had this many number of years of plenty before having the same number of years of famine. So it was blank numbers of... Plenty and then blank numbers of famine. So give us a call um, if you know what number that is. The last clue I'm going to give you is this. On the last day before overcoming Jericho, Israel marched around the city this many times. Mm. Give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM, 1-800-324-843. After marching around the city for an entire week. Mm, that should give you a little clue as to how long that was. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, well, it's time for our question of the day. Yes, it is. But before it is, I have a very sad announcement to make. For those of you who may not have heard, Breakfast Show is coming to an end. Yes. Next week is our last week. 
And we're going to try and do something special for you guys. We're going to try and get some of all of your uh, all of your old favourites on that we've had over the years. Um, we'll do a bit of a trip down memory lane, get as many of them together as we can, and uh, just have a really good time as we have our final week of the breakfast show and finish up here. It's going to be a very sad time for us because we just love you guys. You have no idea. And we love your company in the mornings, even though we don't get to see you. Um, we know that you are there and listening, and we just feel like that you've become a part of our family. Uh, we love it when we hear from you. Um, but yes, currently the breakfast show has become unviable. Um, you know, obviously, um, various people are looking for ways to continue, but at this point, it will not be continuing. Um, love to have some kind of replacement program in the morning. Um, no idea what might take place there. But in the meantime, you know, we're just going to be playing some favourites that from from our series from uh, over the last few years. We've been going since 2016 now. Amen. So yeah, very very sad time. And of course, uh, if uh, if you could give us just some um, messages of messages of support would be very, very important to The Breakfast Show right now. So 1-800-324-843 is the number to call, or you can text, text us on 0491-064-669. Send in your messages of support. You never know what difference that might make. Anyway, Mon, what have we got for question of the day? I don't know. I can't move. Someone's arrived. I don't, no, don't go. Who? Mystery person, come back. <laughs> Who is it? Lawson. <laughs> Question of the day. I knew it was you, Lawson, because I could smell how good you smelled. So, for those of you who don't know, Lawson just walked in the studio and started giving me a little shoulder rub while Lyle was talking. <laughs> Sorry, Lyle. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get he doesn't it. love me. He only loves you. <laughs> uh, Lawson, why is your T-shirt tucked into your shorts? Oh, you look like such a bogan. Okay, sorry. Let's stop getting distracted by Lawson. Um, Question of the day. This is a big one. Lawson's lost a lot of weight. He's gone vegan. He's lost a lot of weight. Uh, sorry, I'm so distracted right now. Okay, this is a big question. We might need some extra time to answer it. Lyle. Yes. Elijah and Moses, right? They're in heaven. We talked about this the other day. Yes. But the resurrection hasn't happened. So who else is in heaven right now? Okay, so what the Bible says, and this is uh, the Bible says this very, very clearly. Um, John chapter 6, John chapter 5, somewhere there. Uh, John chapter 5, verse 27, 28, 29. The Bible says, Now marvel not at this, for the hour is coming in which all that are in the graves will hear his voice and shall come forth. Those that have done good to the resurrection of life, those that have done evil to the resurrection of damnation. So the Bible clearly says that the dead are in their graves waiting for the resurrection, and when Jesus returns, the dead will come back to life. Okay. That's very, very clear. We can continue on from there with that thought and we say, okay, well, um, how then did Moses turn up on the mountain of transfiguration with Jesus? The answer is simple. The book of Jude tells us, and we read this the other day, that Moses was resurrected. How did Elijah get there? Well, the Bible says that Elijah was not resurrected. He never actually died. He was taken to heaven without actually ever experiencing death. He's one of only two people who have ever done that. The other person the Bible teaches us was Enoch. So Enoch and Elijah have both gone to heaven without experiencing death. Moses has died and been resurrected and taken to heaven. And there is one further group of people that died, were resurrected and taken to heaven. And you find them recorded in Matthew's Gospel. So if we go to the Gospel of Matthew, uh, right down at the end, 
you find uh, the crucifixion of Jesus in, in chapter 27 and verse 50. Jesus, when he had cried again with a loud voice, yielded up the ghost, and behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earth quaked, and the rocks were torn, and graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints which slept arose. And so you have a resurrection taking place here. The Bible says that they go into the city and they testify about Jesus and then they vanish. You can imagine that if there was a group of people who came back from the dead to testify about Jesus, that if they'd have stayed here on this earth, they would have, you know, they would have written gospels and done missionary work and would have been very famous. But that's not the case. They actually vanish. And where do they go? Well, the Bible says, the Bible tells us over in Ephesians, Acts, uh, Romans, Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians. Whoops, too far. Back up a bit. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 8. The Bible says, wherefore he says, When he, that's Jesus, ascended up on high, he led a multitude of captives and gave gifts to men. So the Bible says that when Jesus went back to heaven, that he took a bunch of people with him. Clearly those people that were resurrected at the time that he was resurrected, uh, they went back to heaven to be with him. So if you want to know who is in heaven right now, the Bible says that Enoch is there, Elijah is there, Moses is there, the group that were resurrected when Jesus rose from the dead is there, and everyone else is waiting in their graves, waiting for the resurrection day when Jesus comes back. And so those are, those are really the two groups that we have. There are some in heaven. They're often referred to as the first fruits, and they are evidence that Jesus' sacrifice is sufficient to bring salvation to all people. Amen. If you have a question, give us a call. 1-800-FAITH-FM, 1-800-324-843. Well, I got so much I'm down to tell you, but you can't bear to hear me now.
Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. (laughs) (laughs) Talking over the top of each other right here. It was my turn, Mon. Your turn, was it? Yes, it's always my turn. I wasn't sure you were back. Because you do that little cute thing where you can't physically bring yourself to speak into a microphone until you've got your headset on, which is funny because sometimes we need to talk quick. Like now when we didn't realize we were back on air and we were still talking. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Uh, Hilarious. uh, Lyle, it's time for our giveaway at the end of the show. Totally for free. Don't have to answer nothing. Don't have to put your name in any hat. Just be the first person to call us right now. Uh, First person three will get a copy of this beautiful book. It's called Bible Readings, Bible Questions Answered. Have you ever read Bible Readings? It's a beautiful book uh, written by E.G. White. The back of the book says, The Bible is God's great textbook for humankind. It contains the answers to the great problems of life and destiny and inspires a life of integrity, faith, and happiness. Of all the books ever written, none contains lessons so relevant, moral guidelines so necessary, or promises so great as the Bible. Understanding this book of books, then, is absolutely essential to a happy life. This book, Bible Readings, is a topical study of the Bible that uses a friendly question and answer format. The subjects are arranged according to topics, making Bible study easy and fun. With more than a million copies of this book being sold, Bible Readings has proven to be an excellent aid to private, family, and public study of the Word of God. Give us a call right now, 1-800-FAITH-FM, 1-800-324-843. First person who will get a copy of Bible Readings. You have a wonderful, blessed day. We will see you tomorrow morning on Faith FM with The Breakfast Show with Lyle and Mon. Take care. Are you looking for a way to turn your life experience into an enriching gift for helping those around you? A counselling degree at Avondale College of Higher Education could provide you a great foundation to assist others through life's difficulties. Study in a personalised environment alongside a fantastic support network and community on our Lake Macquarie campus. Apply to study counselling today at counselling.avondale.edu.au. It's higher education designed for life. Peace like a river attendeth my way. Sorrows like sea billows roll Whatever my lot Thou hast taught me to say It is well, it is well with my soul It is well with my soul. It is well, it is well with my soul. Hasten. When my faith shall be aside The clouds be rolled back as a scroll The trumpet shall sound And the light 
it shall descend even so it is So.、Oh.